Good afternoon. Welcome to the Mel and Floyd Summer Replacement Show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but with us as always, the man who knows most everything, <laughs> Mr. Smarty Pants. <laughs> I think the sphere of things that I know keeps getting smaller, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's too many more facts are being created yeah. every second, all every those, nanosecond. All those alternative facts, too. Yeah, don't even forget that. Don't, even, <laughs> don't, even, don't forget the alternative <laughs> facts. Yeah, but just more. Do you remember there was an episode of the original Futurama? where there was this race of disembodied brains and the brains wanted to stop all of space and time from proceeding because they wanted to know everything because they're disembodied brains. That's, yeah. that's like their thing, you know, sure, sure. but there was constantly more facts out there. And yeah. so their master plan was to basically destroy the universe. So there would be, you know, other than them, put an course. end to it, put an end to it because that way it, it will be known. Yeah. <laughs> That that future thing it really messes you up They're when you want to know focused everything. Focused on you know that's yeah. that's that's known as siloing. I yeah, think, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little incidental fallout from this, but you know it's minor compared to the goal. But my, so. What I want to <laughs> oh so so it's uh, Groundhog's Day and the Jim, yes. Jimmy the Groundhog and uh, Sun Prairie. Yeah, saw a shadow, which yeah. means uh, two hundred more years of global warming. I oh think. well, that's, there you <laughs> go. Oh. <laughs> I think that's how Jimmy it works. was also wearing a bathing suit and <laughs> sunglasses. Well, yeah, that's, that's so the, the the Daily Mail would run pictures of him. <laughs> Page three. <laughs> you won't believe what Jimmy's wearing, yeah, or not. <laughs> I saw. I saw actually some. <laughs> speaking of the knowledge and the numbers, yes, yes. Um, some uh, statistics. Oh, not those. Uh, Com- we don't believe in those. Com- comparing anymore. Jimmy the Groundhog yes. to, to Puxitani Phil. Okay. And Jimmy kicks his butt up oh, and down the really? street. Really? Jimmy, Jimmy's that. got like an 80% uh, record. Yeah, successful. And, and Phil is like 30%. Wow. So He's got better handlers. He though. does got better He's PR. got a posse and, you know, they have everybody. They got the hats him. and everything. They have the hats. The yeah. hats are yeah. what do it. Remember yeah. the year the Jimmy bit bit the mayor? Yeah. The, well deserved. But the mayor, <laughs> was it the mayor of Sun Prairie, I think it yeah, was? Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> What about the weather predicting squid? That's the one I want to. Oh, I don't know. I forgot. Do we, is that real? Could be. Just making it up. Just, well, well, it's, well, it's coming up. The Super Bowl is coming up. They'll have yeah. all kinds of animals picking the Super Bowl, too, because they do that. The too. lock of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so do you watch the Super Bowl? You're not a football fan, really, not are you? Not really. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll kind of watch the Packers and, you know. Yeah, and, I do that. You know, yell at the referees and stuff. You sent me a wonderful uh, Packers logo that I thought was quite. That uh, was amazing. In, in 1970, the okay. National Football League, for some reason, uh, commissioned uh, comic book artist Jack Kirby to Jack do, do King King Kirby King Kirby, you yes. know, from yep. the the golden age or the the silver age of Marvel, yeah, to to uh, drop some new pers- perspective logos for some of the NFL teams, right? And uh, and I, I saw a couple that 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 one with the Green Bay Packers. He, yeah, he was like this. Uh, 
kind of underwater creature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throwing a football. <laughs> I think he was thinking of Green Bay and he, he was thinking of the Black Lagoon or yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, he saw the, the Bay part. He yeah, obviously yeah. didn't really know yeah. anything about Green Bay. Right. I mean, he's living in Manhattan. Right. So what is, you know, <laughs> somewhere on the other side of Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Right. If, if you're familiar with the, the, the his his creation, the Inhumans, he was yes. like, like tri- Triton. Triton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. He looked a lot like that. Yep. Kirby liked to reuse things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But he probably knocked this out like five minutes, you know, and yeah. got a hundred bucks for it. Or <laughs> but it was very strange. It was yeah. like he had, it was like like this creature with that little weird headgear on. He was yeah. throwing this this oddly shaped football. I don't think Kirby had ever seen a football either. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It had like lines on Stickball, it. Stickball, yes. Like, Football, no. Like, like a baseball. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right, yeah. Well, I did like the color combos, though. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was pretty cool. He had one for San Francisco, too, but it was just kind of more of a superhero type yeah. with their team colors. But uh, so I thought that was odd. Somebody must have been... I, I imagine some some executive's kid was probably a fan Yeah, and then, then, then talked his dad into... Spending a you couple, often see that couple I mean, hundred bucks. Or you something. often see that as a concept in like commercials for various sort of odd products. You know, like plumber guy or whatever. You know, you'll see on, on television or even on like a back of a van or something. And it's always like oh, oh superhero, superheroes, yeah, superhero yeah. gonna oh yeah, sure, gonna you know clean yeah, your septic tank yeah, for you or whatever. Thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those those are like the worst superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, septic man. No. I, I couldn't get into the Justice League. I couldn't get into the Avengers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to open my own, you know, rotor rooter business. <laughs> so there was a character called Dishman. Have you ever heard of Dishman? No. Yes, he got his superpower because I, he I was... can hear the clicks as everybody turns their radios off <laughs> yeah. in, in Dane County. Dishman <laughs> was he got his power, his, his amazing powers, by being exposed to the radiation from radioactive fiesta wear. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because it was being made of this festival was being made of uh, earth materials that were radioactive, apparently. Okay. And uh, his amazing ability was he could sort of like do a kind of a wizard's waving of his hands, and all of the dishes in the vicinity that he waved at would uh, materialize in a nearby cabinet, all clean and, and oh, and, that'd be great and, superpower and, and, and stack. I would love that yeah. superpower. He thought that he should do something with that because you know with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And so he created a costume for himself. His wife left him, by the way. So yeah. you know, so don't think, don't she try left, this at home. She left somebody who's going to do the dishes yeah, every, no, every damn no, day. No, it was when he started sewing the costume and going out on patrol that she was a little worried. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many dish emergencies are you going to actually run yeah. into, yeah. dish yeah. man? So, but, uh, he yeah. could have started his own dishwashing business. Yeah. A lot of the supervillains, I think, are stupid. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they say they're geniuses. They could be entrepreneurs. But, but, I mean, you know, it's like, oh, I invented this anti-gravity device. I'm yeah. going to rob a jewelry store. No, sell it to the military for yeah. $80 yeah. billion. Dollars. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I think that they've started to wise up now, you know, with Elon Musk and <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> No, I mean, it seems f- to me like the villains are catching fictional up. Fictional villains. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Musk has to get one of those islands with the, that looks like a skull. I think <laughs> <Yeah>. that- <laughs> Did you hear what happened to him? This is an interesting uh, question uh, about how all these things work. He, he had, Apparently his board of directors voted him like billions of dollars right. in compensation for the coming uh, year. And, uh, and it was I think it was $50 billion was going to be his pay. From Tesla, and the stockholders were like, "But he had to put his little pinky in, his, in the corner of his, <laughs> yeah, his mouth." Fifty so. billion, <laughs> yeah. But the stockholders were like, "Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and all the saints." So they took it to the Delaware Court of Chancery. That is the only like designated business court 
in the the courts of chancery come from an old uh, British uh, legal structure. It sounds very. It's British. the also the chancellor, the chancellor, Chancellor McCormick of the Delaware Court of Chancery. This was just on Tuesday. It ordered Tesla to cancel all the stock options that it had awarded to uh, to Musk. Uh, so now the company's director's got to figure out some compensation plan that will pass legal muster. And this is a, this is a big question in, in corporate ethics because if you talk to the corporate types, they'll say, why are these people making so many multiples more than people 20 years ago, 30 years ago, certainly 50 years ago made? And they'll say, well, it's because the market has changed. Now, they have to be entrepreneurs and risk takers. They're not just superintending the company. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're having to be sly and take risks. First, if you got to pay them, in order to be to do that, then they probably need a different job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you, I mean, I just kind of like you're you're buying their loyalty in a sense. You'd want somebody a little more loyal than that. But the second thing about it is these boards of directors, they're just puppets. They're yeah. creatures. Yeah. They're, there's no separation at all. No. And no. so it's like, oh, I just installed all of my lackeys. And guess what? They're going to pay me 50 billion dollars. You know, <laughs> can't imagine. Well, you know how this how this started. This is a this is a great story. There was a guy. He's like a, a drummer for a heavy metal band, and he owned something like eight shares of Tesla. Okay. And he initiated that, that, oh, good for him. that complaint, and then, then it snowballed. And so it's like some, some little guy who had, you know, I don't know what a, what a share of Tesla goes for, but it's probably a thousand bucks or yeah. something. So he had, you know, very tiny, tiny share share of the— But this is our only hope, Mel, is that all the greedy— Well, now they'll close it down. All the, the greedy the, jerks— are not going to let the other greedy jerk be as big a greedy jerk as they're being, right? I mean, that's what the whole the shareholders were like. Wait, we want all that yum yum yum. I mean, that's you know that seems like you know we created the aristocracy, so the the only thing that can save us is the War of the Roses, right? I mean, we got to have all the all the people with the with the property and the and the influence fighting each other, and then we'll sneak around through their legs like we get the crumbs, clever then? little mammals among the dinosaurs. Yeah, that's our only hope, apparently. So. Especially if the giant orange one gets reelected, oh. or whatever you want to call that. <laughs> in, in the the latest season of Fargo, they had uh, this billionaire uh, woman. She she called in some favors, and she goes, "Well, I better call the orange idiot." <laughs> <laughs> it was set in like tw- tw- uh, 2019. Yeah, so it's yeah. like <laughs> Orange Julius. We knew who the orange idiot was. So. Yeah. This out of Madison, since the F-35 jets landed at Truex Field oh, about, yeah. about a year ago, residents at the first of a series of listening sessions organized by the Squadron and Air Force said their fears about noise and environmental pollution have come true. The sessions are part of an initiative called Madison F-35 Community Connection from the Wisconsin Department of Military Affairs and funded by an $800,000 grant from the Department of Defense. Two more will be held at Madison College, Friday and Saturday morning from yep. 9 to 10.30. Yep. Um, Future IQ, a consulting company, hosted the first listening session. I hate them already with the name. <laughs> 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 the reality is it's here now, right? Future IQ CEO Dave Burley said of the Jets. Oh, that's so helpful. Yeah. Uh, whenever that was brought up, many at the session Thursday winced or groaned. Yeah. <laughs> One resident said 6,000 uh, responded years ago, and we weren't listened to then. It's ironic to be here in, in a community listening session when no one's here to listen. So they hired they hired a consulting group yeah. to sit and pretend to care. Right. And, it's co-optation. Uh, yeah. right. I think at the next one, what they should do is uh, the, the, the residents should 
record some of the the sounds of the jets yeah. and then whenever any anybody from um future iq tries to talk they should blast <laughs> them with it at about 120 decibels <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so they are having a session tomorrow again between 9 and 10.30 a.m., and it's going to be in the Madison College, Madison uh, Technical College's main building, which is on 1701 Wright Street, right like the Wright Brothers. And um, Or you can go online. I love this. So here's the, here's the very easy-to-remember place to go to online, https colon slash slash lab2.future.com. Uh, uh, hyphen IQ dot com <laughs> slash Madison uh, hyphen F three five. You know, just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it, it takes about five seconds to create a, a yeah. an alias, a simple simple yeah, to remember, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, address. But uh, but yeah, we wouldn't want to do that. That's that's future IQ. So need so as a comparison in Burlington, Burlington, Vermont. They have uh, a squadron of F-35s that have been there since 2019. And you wonder, how did people know that what this was going to be like? Because there are other places. Sure. And officials in Burlington have estimated that it would take 26 years and $85 million to insulate the, the uh, homes that are exposed to unhealthy, this is an objective assessment, unhealthy noise levels. There's about 2,600 homes that are affected by it in Burlington. And uh, and then they're they're saying it would take over a quarter of a century and eighty five million dollars to make yeah. those homes livable. I'll tell you, I you know I live about maybe fifteen miles south of here, and I can hear them. They're really really loud yeah. from you know, and I'll be in my house and the, and the, the walls kind of rattle. And I mean it's yeah. cardboard, but uh, yeah. but uh, but uh, but no, I mean seriously, it's it's uh, if I can hear it that far away and it's it's that disturbing. I, can't imagine what it's like when you live in that neighborhood. Yeah, I'm always heading for the bunker. Actually, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're you're not that far away. Either, right? Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's over by Tenney Park. It's pretty loud. It's pretty loud. I always think of the little guy in the Twilight Zone with all his books stacked up. You right. know, it's like, well, the end is here, but I got the book, so I'm ready to go. Ah, my glasses. <laughs> always have a share, spare pair of glasses if you're gonna, you know, have the end of the world. Yeah, right? it's, it's very good advice. Yeah. Very good advice. Hey, there was an independent study that was done of the, uh, the our wonderful uh, uh, districts that we have here in Wisconsin for the uh, for the state assembly, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah. it's the, it was an independent evaluation of uh, just how gerrymandered they are, and the answers in pretty darn gerrymandered. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from a social science perspective, um, the, the, so they're, so that you remember they're putting forward their own now. The Republicans are putting forward their own maps which basically bakes in the, the GOP advantages. And uh, so, again, this independent group uh, looked at it and said, from a social science perspective, the legislature's new plan does not deserve further consideration. <laughs> so. Yeah, they said it, it broke all the rules that yeah. uh, for having fair districts, you know, con- yeah. contingency. or con- You got to know, know there's something funny going on when you look contiguous. at the percentage of people that vote for the Democrats. And the supermajority that Republicans have in the legislature, just common sense tells totally you there's probably something funny. Yeah. And then if we were also wonderfully supermajority Republicans, how did the, why did the Democrats keep winning statewide offices? Yeah. Well, it's the one district you can't gerrymander, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> we could just tack on just a tiny bit of, I don't know, Oklahoma or something like that. We'd be fine, but <laughs> I haven't quite figured out how to do that yet.
Louisiana's far-right government has quietly obtained hundreds of pages of communications between the Environmental Protection Agency and journalists, legal advocates, and community groups focused on environmental justice. So, so let that sink in. That Louisiana's government—they just they have a new right-wing governor. That they're they're using the Freedom of Information Act. It's not even the second month to to find out what the EPA is saying to journalists, legal advocates, and community groups. Sure, that's that's not what that's the Freedom what of Information about. Act is about. Yeah, that's it's a total perversion of that. This says the rare use of public records law to target citizens is a new escalation in, in the state's battle with the EPA over its examination of alleged civil rights violations in the heavily polluted region known as Cancer Alley. Mm. Louisiana sued the EPA in December, alleging that the federal agency has failed to properly respond to the state's sprawling Freedom of Information Act request sent by former state attorney general Jeff Landry. Wow. That's pretty chilling, I think. They'll, they'll use that as a weapon. Something that's supposed to be designed for openness in government to, sure. to, to, so the public knows what, what the, the public officials are doing. You're the real Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, that's like uh, referenda, right? The whole process of the referendum that was pioneered by early progressives in the beginning of the 20th century it's now just a, it's a playground for, you know, moneyed interest to put yeah. whatever they feel like sure. and advertise to the teeth, you know, put whatever they, they feel like in the constitutions. To I mean, that started with Proposition 13 all the way back almost 50 years ago now, and it's mm-hmm. been going strong ever since. Yeah. So, so yeah, everything that can be used to uh, basically try to create a level of openness or democracy can always be perverted by those with another agenda. Hammering our plowshares into swords, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, I was, uh, by the way, uh, I thought I'd join the crowd and watch a couple of Hitler speeches online, and I was watching one last night, and I loved it because the guy was like, I just want to let you know, I'm giving you this for historical reasons, not because I want you to love the speech, but I was watching this speech that Hitler gave on the, like, the seventh anniversary of, of taking over the country, and he was talking about, you know, everybody talks about democracy, everybody talks about democracy, and democracy this, democracy that, well, we Germans... We have true democracy, right? <laughs> because we give the people what they want and give it to them good and hard. You know? <laughs> That's from Mencken, actually. But, 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 but I mean, I was like, is, doesn't that sound... Bite I, the pillow democracy. Yeah, there, doesn't that sound familiar? It's funny. I watched a Hitler documentary, too, the other day. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't know why. Hitler it's so is on, retro. on the brain. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> but this was about his rise to power. And, yeah. and it was very, it was, I mean, it's stuff I knew, but, you know, you see this and you kind of yeah. remember it. And, yeah. and it's like, first of all, what struck me is that uh, um, he was he was a, a, a character of ridicule. Sure. As he was coming out, people laughed at yep. him. They thought yep. he was a clown. Yep. And uh, and it's like, oh, we have we have one of those. <laughs> And and then when he when he did get elected, first of all, his his uh, party originally had like three percent of the right. the electorate. Yeah. And then uh, then in one election when he actually you know won the chancellorship, they got thirty seven percent of the yeah. vote. Yeah. So very similar percentage. Again, it has to do with how the structure is put together. Yeah. Well, I found it interesting because I didn't realize this, but the famous beer hall putsch where he was trying to they were trying to take over the yeah. Bavarian state government. Um, he was betrayed by... That was, that was a tourist visit. Oh, was that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were in the beer hall, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was betrayed by uh, other right-wing groups, yeah. factions who thought it was too soon. Right. I, th- 
I pride myself on knowing a lot about European history, but I, I that somehow that did not. Uh, yeah, they had their they had their splinters. Yeah, too, they had splinter like, groups like, that like were kind of like, like, no, it's not time yet. And, yeah. And uh, and Chaplin there is you know, <laughs> getting ahead of himself. <laughs> I I blame Hitler for that. Yeah, nobody can wear that mustache anymore. That yeah. that mustache is dead. The name Adolf. I mean, Adolf. When's the yeah. last time somebody looked at a baby? And said, oh, little Adolf. I don't know. You haven't seen my family. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, California lawmakers announced the nation's first set of reparations bills on Wednesday with legislation that would require the state to recognize and apologize for systemic racism against black residents for nearly two centuries. The 14 proposed bills tackle a wide range of areas of discrimination from mass incarceration to housing segregation, but do not include any financial compensation. They said that's the most controversial recommendation that came out of the California Reparations Task Force. Meanwhile, over in Utah, they have a new bill that restricts access to bathrooms by trans people. This is called the Sex-Based Designations for Privacy, Anti-Bullying, and Women's Opportunities Bill. And it says that transgender people can use bathrooms that match their gender identity only if they can prove that they have had gender-affirming surgery. So you have to basically... So who's going to be the bathroom? Check, yeah, exactly. Thing. Check the downstairs yeah. before you can go in. Um, uh, secondly, they also uh, passed a, uh, a new bill. Uh, this is uh, just signed by the governor of Utah, a, uh, a person by the name of Governor Spencer Cox. And uh, this law prohibits any program, office, or initiative that has, quote, diversity, equity, and inclusion in its name or asserts that meritocracy is sexist or racist. So that's uh, it's prohibiting any program that has that as part of it. It also requires student support services to be open to all students, outlawing efforts that focus on students of certain races or genders, because God forbid you might want to, you know, focus on some people as opposed to everybody else. This is a, it's a big uh, political shift. They haven't been, Utah's very conservative, but they tend not to be terribly in your face about it like other places, but uh, it's uh, it's all part of the great uh, whatever's going on right now. Uh, Backlash, backlash to the backlash. How many backlashes are we in now? I can't, it's oh, like it's, it's, it's I got whiplash. Yeah, whiplash in the backlash. But, well, uh, but but the, the governor made up for it. Utah Governor Spencer Cox, after you know signing the bill to get rid of the diversity programs, yeah, he um, issued a a, uh, a statement on social media yeah. in celebration of Black History Month. Oh yeah, he said we honor the resilience, courage, and contributions of African Americans to our state and nation. I think it's unfair of him to single out somebody <laughs> like that. <laughs> You should, what, he, you don't recognize, he's praising everybody. Don't recognize what the white people yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what the white people did. <laughs> no, let's not. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> I love reading about the like the old west when the when the Mormons are in this in, in the stories. Yeah, because they're such badasses. I mean, because yeah. they didn't care about anything. I mean, no. they were essentially their own country for yep, a long exactly. time. Yeah. And people would come and like get on their property, and then they would just shoot them or or say you got 30 seconds to get out of here yeah. or you know i mean they were they were you didn't they didn't mess around then well they so. were they were used to being a persecuted yeah minority as well yeah I mean, they got ran out i mean kept they kept getting pushed further and right, further right. out yeah, into they, the woodlands yeah, they settled there. in illinois for a while that, yes they that, certainly that did didn't, didn't work too well but uh, yeah so i then. have a little i have a little memento of that i have a brick at home that was uh thrown that, at them yeah no it was <laughs> it's a little brick that was supposedly part of a one of the buildings there, one of the temples that they had in Illinois. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. It's it's quite old, and it's sort of mm. it's sort of 
falling apart at this point. <laughs> but at any rate, yeah. <laughs> Just one of those old things I picked up along the way. Oh, uh, so. <laughs> and sort of a related story. This is uh, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds' office has drafted a bill that would prevent transgender Iowans who have had gender reassignment surgery from simply changing their sex on their birth certificate or driver's license. Mm. The draft bill would require a person's sex at birth to be listed alongside with any sex reassignment for people to seeking to change their birth certificate uh, or their driver's license. Wow. It also create a record of any sex changes on the Iowa's driver's license for Whose people. Whose business who is apply. that? Well, the, on a driver's license. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Birth certificate, birth certificate's bad enough, but the driver's license. Yeah. I, I mean, you have to show, you know, as Donald Trump said, you have to show that when you buy groceries. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, think of all the times you have to show your stupid driver's license. Yeah, I know. To, you know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> likes and dislikes. I mean, that's <laughs> like what what are we gonna do now? I mean, what's this is gonna be color coded size of your junk? I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like no, it's just, you know, ugh. what are you gonna put on there? It's like, oh, it's but just, I mean, it's just that's a, just disrespectful. Just another way to you know push the stigma. Stigma. That's exactly right. You've got it. So remember my plan for the reparations? I know it's it's a very complex system and process yeah, and okay. you know and an issue yeah and a lot of people are, have very strong feelings about yes. it and i think you know the idea of like just giving money to people rubs yeah. a lot of you know let's be honest they're white people the wrong way right okay. and and so i'm thinking that uh, that uh, anybody who is uh, you know connected with the uh, american slavery from you know yeah. the, the, the from time, the, go- the golden age, the golden age, <laughs> the time, slavery, of, time yes. of Columbus right. until the eighteen sixty five, that uh, they should get three fifths off any government uh, bill they get. <laughs> <laughs> they get a tax bill, they get to multiply by you know yeah, right. three fifths. Yeah, right. They, they got to buy then a, subtract that amount. Got to yes. buy a dog license, yeah. three fifths. You know, you got to good to me. Get a speeding ticket, three knock three fifths I, off I, it. I there, think you're so onto something to, there. Just to, just to remind people yeah. every single day. That's excellent. <laughs> so very good idea. Hey, switch topics. Uh, Amazon is uh, entering the AI race. They've got a new bot for shoppers. Oh, God. Yep, it's called uh, Rufus. <laughs> and uh, Rufus lets... Rufus T. Qu- Firefly. Yeah, Rufus T. Firefly. <laughs> lets customers discover items in a very different way. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds good. <clears throat> to quote Bender, you guys like swarms of things, right? <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, Microsoft and Google last spring released chatbots and uh, AI tools for their search engines, but uh, Amazon released a corporate chatbot called, menacingly enough, Q for <laughs> for uh, customers of its cloud computing division. But uh, they decided that they needed a personal shopper, or in this case, an impersonal shopper, to uh, to help you with your. It'll uh, just automatically send you the things that it thinks you need. Well, it'll automatically send you to yeah. It'll automatically and send billion. you the, yeah. whatever the the vast. Uh, you know, array of information, you know, the this, matrix. This will is what it. people like you are buying. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, God. Um, according to uh, Amazon, by the way, just in case you're worried, and I know you are, Amazon did report a strong fourth quarter earning. All right. Guess why, of course, because it was the holiday season. Oh, Jesus sure. would be so proud. Um, sales in the quarter hit $170 billion, which was up 17% from, uh, from 2022. And the company had ten point six billion billion dollars in profits. Mm. So Rufus is going to be helping out with that, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and they can lay off ten thousand. Yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So sky's the limit. Some some uh, <laughs> some mindless minion stopped by the station and, okay. and gave us some presents. Now, oh, that's sweet. Now I know you like to munch on things. During, I do. during the show. Yes. And uh, and they left us a little snack packets of crickets. What is this? <laughs> they're, they're little crickets. Oh my lord! And one is bacon flavored, and one is sour cream and onion. <laughs> you do not look amused. <laughs> well, I, I'm Mel. I'm facing the limits of my animal nature because I have to say that ideally, perhaps under the right circumstances, I could eat one of these. But yeah. at the moment, they fill me with disgust. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm not going to munch on them. It's hard the show. for me to overcome my initial okay. revulsion okay. at eating so. an insect. Sorry. All right. But they, but thank you, listener, because uh, I do appreciate that there's the sour cream and onion and the bacon and cheese. Yeah. What's the, there's nutrition labels They're on the back. They're very nutritious. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, what's, you what's really in should the, What's in cricket. those little crickets there? Uh, well, let's see. Probably some um, protein. Yeah. Well, the protein is basically what they're what they are. One cricket. Uh, uh, no, no. The container is. Oh, it's interesting. So the container is the serving size. Sure. And let's see. That's there's good. how many crickets about a dozen in there? In there about maybe. a dozen crickets. Yeah. It's about four calories per serving. So oh, it's not a wow. lot. Wow. But uh, but yeah. But it gives you one gram of your daily protein. So eat a bunch of these guys. Uh, it's not recommended for people with a shellfish allergy. Allergy. Um, also contains milk. That's the uh, the sour cream one. So we're gonna make oh, sure, sure. get that taken care of. So yeah, there's. I'm sure the taste is you know is all taken care of by the sour cream and onion. But the mouth feel, <laughs> I have a very strong suspicion, is not going to be to my liking. They make cricket flour. I've never tried it. Well, again, if it was granulated, I mean, it's yeah. like you know. Then I mean, then what, you won't know. You can you know make a. I mean, it's just like I mean, I I don't think I'm especially squeamish, but I would say that. Um, I discovered I didn't like meat that much, uh, you know, when I have to pull it apart. I'm, I really am the kind yeah. of guy that, you know, would prefer disguise a, a hamburger yeah. Yeah, or something <laughs> as disguised as possible. Yeah. So, yeah, there it is. I had a hard time. We went to a, a Cajun dinner um, many years ago at a restaurant here in town, and they had crawdad. Sure. And um, just suck the head. I off could them, not or? do it. I picked them up. They were they were warm. And when you picked up the crawdad, it flopped around like it was still kind of like yeah. just yeah. it wasn't dead. It was still like sleeping or something. And I just could not eat it. And my friends, being my friends, were like, "Hi, how's it going?" You know, they were like, <laughs> "Like, oh, that's not helping." You know, it's really not helping. <laughs> <laughs> because they were very flexible and warm, like sure. an, a live thing, you sure. know, because they just steamed them or something. And I, yeah. I really could not. It's just a matter of what you get used to. I mean, you know, you, oh, of course, you look course. at a lobster. I mean, that's just like a big bug or a crab or something. Yeah, they're, no, they're, I agree. They're, I agree. They're like giant mutant bugs. No, I'm, I mean, I'm so. follow Leviticus on the lobster yeah. issue, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, wait, it lives but that's in the a delicacy. Sea. I mean, it lives in the sea and it walks. No, thanks. Just <laughs> <laughs> that's too. <laughs> Uh, Satan got in there and made that one. I just don't. I don't buy it. <laughs> Satan did not do that. Yeah, either. get up off those those feet and swim around like yeah. everybody else. What's yeah. your deal? Right, <laughs> like the fishes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, you listen to the Melon Floyd show here on WORT. Little diet tips for Melon Floyd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More cricket in your diet. Yeah, stay away from the stay away from the lobster. It's lobster trafe. Eat, yes, eat right. more cricket. <laughs> more cricket. Cricket's good. Four calories. I know. I, I I could bet you that cricket is not kosher. I just want to say that right <laughs> off the bat before we get into this any more deeply. 
Well, a lot of that was for sanitation reasons back in back in the day. I mean, a lot of those those rules were, yeah. were don't eat this because it's probably gone bad by now. You yeah, know, that kind of thing. I mean, well, it wasn't like it was evil or anything. It was like that'll you'll get sick if you eat that yeah. crap. I mean, and and you know with stuff like that, people never listen. So you got to always underline it. It isn't me. God said it. <laughs> you remember God? He said it. <laughs> so don't do that. <laughs> you eat that lobster, going to hell. <laughs> yeah, right. So, all right, we got to play some announcements. Uh, we'll be back in uh, I don't know a couple minutes with uh, quitting anything? your smartphone. What? Quitting your smartphone. Quitting your smartphone. It's flip phone February. Oh, okay. And I have a, uh, a suspected Chinese spy pigeon. <laughs> And we're back. So the best theory right now of what's happening, uh, you can guess probably just from the numbers. Car crashes recorded by the police rose 16% from 2020 to 2021, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You might think, well, you know, people were driving a lot faster uh, during that period of time because it was during, of course, the pandemic. But uh, since then, uh, it's increased again. Um, About 8% of the 2.5 million Non-fatal crashes each year involve a cell phone, according to the highway agency's own data. But uh, they think that the number is actually much higher uh, than that because uh, the number of people who are cell phone distracted when they are in accidents who actually report that that was the reason why is uh, is very low. So um, 50% of drivers, uh, this was in a uh, data published in the Journal of Safety Research, found that 50% of drivers admitted to having engaged in device-related distractions in the last 30 days. Research also shows that drivers who engage in such tasks face increased risks of a crash by taking their hands from the wheel uh, and their eyes and attention from the road. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, at 55 miles an hour, and who does that uh, here in (laughs) Madison, sending or reading a text is like driving the length of a football field with your eyes closed. If you had any more reason than that, you might want to entertain the concept of flip phone February. It's based on the idea of dry January. And it was inspired. uh, One woman who, uh, the woman who came up with it, a woman by the name of Sarah Thibault. She's an artist in Los Angeles. She came up with the idea when she was at a a New Year's party in Paris. And all she could hear were the crowd of phones ringing in the new year (laughs) in Paris. So she, she created a flip phone February community on Reddit to share messages and tips. And, uh, basically, um, what they encourage you to do, it's like a month-long digital detox on the model of dry January. And uh, so far, apparently, uh, over 300,000 people have signed up for this particular version of, uh, of trying to you know, chill with their phones. Longtime flip phone users uh, try to help out, and you go to the site. Uh, they help uh, newbies uh, to look things up. They encourage them to do that before leaving the house. They encourage them to do things like carry a pen and a notebook and, uh, and to warn friends, colleagues, and family that they're not instantly available. Um, they, also, uh, they also consider that you might want to look at a dumb phone finder uh, to see the options that are available. So uh, there's a dumb phone finder if you want a phone that's not a smartphone to get you through that period of time. People like the accessibility, but it's, the, uh, of course, the, the draw of the endless world of, of useless and, and beguiling information that's problematic. So um, people are uh, starting to feel that there's something sort of wrong with our social relations, and it's not just the traffic accidents. Increasingly smartphone-centric world is, uh, is very disturbing to many people. Uh, according to one uh, 47-year-old father here who has no mobile phone at all, 
He said, uh, 10 years ago, lacking a phone meant some minor social challenges. Nowadays, it's hard to go through ordinary life without one. Um, the issue that is most disturbing to me, said another person, the one that I wish the journalists and regulators would turn their attention to, is the ever-increasing need to have a smartphone. Uh, another mother said along the same line, I just got a parking ticket this week. I couldn't, but because I, I couldn't pay, go online and pay uh, via their QR code and uh, an and app, uh, then she, uh, you know, she got in trouble. So everything is starting, it's like everything, any dynamic in a society, everything, uh, of course, is starting to be uh, uh, pulled into that. Companion, I had this when we went to Vienna last summer, uh, the apartment that we, uh, that we were staying in could only be opened uh, through a cell phone app. Mm. And uh, not, to, not to surprise anybody at home, but Mr. Smarty Pants does not have no. a smartphone. No. So, uh, so I like the idea of flip phone February. <laughs> you might like, want to like try it out. Can <laughs> I like the tin can and the string. <laughs> I'm still a little challenged by the telegraph. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll like this story then. This is a, a study that found that, uh, that people who... Um, List, like listen to a lecture or something, and yeah. they, they take notes. Right. Uh, doing it by hand yep. has been found to improve spelling accuracy and memory recall. You bet. They they did a study then, then where they compa- compared the two of the the normal way of just uh, either you know do, uh, using a, a laptop and you know a keyboard or using a pen, and they found that the the, the brain reacts differently when when people are writing by hand. Yeah. They suggest that the visual and the movement information obtained through precisely controlled hand movements when using a pen contribute to the brain's connectivity patterns that yep. promote learning. Yep. I just like looking at my own handwriting. I hate to say that, but I do. It's, it's like I look at that and I go, that's me. That's me on the paper as mm-hmm. opposed to an interface which creates a lot of letters that look nice but really aren't me. You know, all I did to make that happen is push a button. So I do like writing by hand. But again, I'm a freak, so what can I say? <laughs> hey, there's a monkey monkey on the loose in the Scottish Highlands. Did oh, you see this story? I did, I did. He's a Japanese macaque, and uh, he, he escaped from uh, an enclosure in the Highland Wildlife Park in Kingussie, Scotland, and he fled to the Highlands. My heart is in the Highlands, he said. Uh, the park officials have been sending drones to, to help, help find him. But uh, he's on the lam, and apparently he's doing pretty well as hiding out. He's called Kingasi Kong, and uh, <laughs> they, because of course he's a you know little little monkey guy. Sure. And uh, the journalists and and others have been trying to keep tracks, find out where he's gone. Um, so uh, apparently uh, there have been sightings. Uh, the Sunday after he broke out, uh, a local by the name of Carl Nagel of the nearby village of Kincraig uh, saw saw the macaque. Uh, down there uh, eating nuts under a bird feeder. Um, It looked at me. I can't do a Scottish accent, but uh, it looked at me. I looked at him. He looked sheepish. I knew he wasn't where he was supposed to be, Mr. Nagel said. It was shocking and wonderful all at once. (laughs) And the monkey's like, what the hell? (laughs) Do they all have red hair? Yeah. It'll be fine till he learns to play the bagpipes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then it's all over. It'll be like Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, uh, oh, now we're going to follow him. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's in charge. Um, Indian police have cleared a suspected Chinese spy pigeon and released it into the wild. After, oh, we got our animal roundup here. After eight months in detention. 
The pigeon's ordeal began in May when it was captured near a port in Mumbai with two rings tied to its legs, carrying a message that was said to look like it was in Chinese. Police suspected it was involved in espionage and <laughs> took it in, later sending it to uh, the, the animal hospital. Naughty, naughty. Uh, eventually, it was revealed that the pigeon was an open-water racing bird from Taiwan that had escaped and made its way to India uh, with police permission. So the bird was under, you know, police surveillance. The bird was transferred to the Bombay Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, and those their doctors set it free on Tuesday. So that's that's uh, it gets messy when you get involved in in Indian bird law. I mean, that's, that's just, that's just very, there's, there's no logic to it at all. <laughs> uh, in 2020, police in the in Kashmir released a, pri- a pri- uh, prison a pigeon belonging to a Pakistani fisher after a probe found the bird uh, was not a spy. It had flown across a heavily militarized border between the the nations and uh but uh, it was not a spy bird so yep. thank goodness for that so mel i know you love dogs so i, I do. got i have a dog story for you this was a study that was done in the united kingdom it's a uh, 584,734 british dogs were involved of varying breeds there were 156 breeds altogether that they looked at and what they were trying to determine is if there was a relationship between what the dog's uh, snout looked like and uh, its lifespan. And indeed, you will not be surprised to discover that the dogs that have the flatter faces, the ones that have been bred to have the faces that are called brachycephalic, they live uh, much less uh, long than the, do- than the dogs who have regular long-faced uh, breeds by about a year and a half, actually. Uh, some flat-faced breeds, like French Bulldogs, have become very popular. You see them around all over the place. But uh, these extremely short snouts, uh, not surprisingly, they lead to respiratory problems, heat oh, stroke, sure. and other health challenges. So that it actually shortens their lives to be bred to be like that. So mm. why you would want to have a dog with a flat face, I guess they look more like a person. But uh, people worry about genetic manipulation. I mean, look at a dog, right, especially one with a, with a flat face. And it turns out it is unhealthy for the dogs. Hmm. And this massive study shows that, indeed, dogs that have the flatter faces are less long-lived than the dogs yeah, that I saw have that. regular so. snouts. And the smaller dogs, obviously. I mean, we, we've known that a long time. Yeah. But, uh, so. Interestingly yeah. enough, I did see that because um, uh, my mother used to have a miniature dachshund. Actually, miniature dachshunds are an exception on that. The miniature dachshunds actually they're, they're, they're about 13 years They're long. kind of weird little yeah. mutants. Yeah. I mean, so, but, uh, Fuzby was ours, dog. <laughs> that was my my mother was good at naming things. That's Fuzby, I thought was a lovely name. That's a good yes. name. Yeah. yeah. Well, well Clopsy's pretty small and he's got a pretty long nose, so yeah. I was happy to read that. Yeah. So, but, yeah, uh, yeah. So. All right, Burger King employees are now required. Yes. <laughs> when a customer comes in, they're re- okay. required to say. I, you, that, I don't like that look on your face. <laughs> they're required to say, "You rule." Oh Lord. And then you off- drool? No, you rule. Oh, you rule. Okay. And then offer a, a a cardboard crown to every customer, regardless of age. Wow, it's part of a new marketing campaign where they tell every customer, "You rule." We certainly have come a long way from the American <laughs> Revolution, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> and here's your crown, and here's your crown. <laughs> you rule. You rule. You rule. <laughs> Wow, it's like the part they, they've backed off on this now. But the, I would hope so. The, the, no, not not on this. But oh. the, like at Quick Trip, they, oh, yeah. they used to be the "see you next time." Did you ever get no. involved? Or it was like 
they they apparently had to say that, yeah. and and sometimes they'd forget, and yeah. you'd be walking out the door, and they'd scream it at you. Like, <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> and it wasn't see you next time. It was yeah, see ya. Yeah, next yeah, time. yeah. Because they had to be familiar. <laughs> and, with you, and you yes. know, they're they're all on uh, camera. Right. Yeah. Const- they were worried about const- punishment. Constantly, so, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the electrodes on the genitals will do it every time. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it felt like. <laughs> it's corporate policy. What can I say? Oh, what else here? Fake Churchill quote DeSantis used might be from a Budweiser ad. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's lovely. And, uh, and uh, you'll be shocked at this one. I'm just doing headlines here. Yeah, now. yeah go right ahead. Study finds Bigfoot sightings correlate with black bear populations. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones with the, the short snouts, I think, is what it is. Yeah. That looks like a person to me. <laughs> and uh, let's see, one more. A conspiracy theorist, theorist who blamed the government for forest fires admitted he started 14 forest fires himself. <laughs> wow. Well, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. So he he said he had a certain interest in fires during yeah, an interview. So. No. Oh, like, that's like uh, crazy people that become shrinks, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty common, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, you tell me. <laughs> what are you saying there? <laughs> yeah. no, I went to a shrink one time and they gave me that, that Rorschach test yeah. with the ink blots. It was so stupid. It was just all these pictures of guys having sex with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Oh. Why do you keep showing me what? that? <laughs> and where'd you get those? Yeah. <laughs> what a pervert. <laughs> I, reported, I reported him. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> so, a Colorado uh, pastor has a- accused of orchestrating a three million dollar cryptocurrency scam. This has got him all got it all here. A crooked pastor, c- cryptocurrency uh, with his wow. with his wife. <laughs> is he even yeah evangelical? No doubt. Right? I'm sh- well, yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah. I don't know what what he is. He's like one of the prosperity gospel. Well, guys. there you go. So, but uh, but he said that uh, he received divine instructions from the Lord to carry out. The entirely uh, fraudulent scheme. <laughs> Why do I think the Lord looks like Groucho Marx? <laughs> He's always telling people to do the craziest stuff. Uh, they they uh, incorporated prayers and Bible quotes into their, their business presentations, promising investors abundance and blessings. Yeah, he's seen Peter. Get a load of and, this. <laughs> <laughs> and they introduced their, their, you know, they created their own cryptocurrency. They introduced it through a self-controlled online exchange platform called Kingdom Wealth Exchange. Mm. That's kind of sad, actually. If you're to the place where you think that your religion is going to make you rich, then I, that. Kind of, that's kind of tragic feeling yeah. actually to me. I mean, not if you're the manipulative, you know, jerk that's trying to take money from other people. Yeah. But I mean, if that's if you're gravitating towards that, then right. you really think the only thing left is magic. Yeah. I mean, you know, that or the track. I yeah. mean, those are the you know, yeah. those are the two options. I watched a documentary on one of the the mega churches, and it was one that had you know had pardon the pun fallen from grace you yeah, know and and yeah. uh, and uh, they they interviewed somebody who had, had worked there. I think it was like one of the things where they black out their face and stuff and and they said you know it's the easiest thing in the world is to sell nothing to poor people yeah and it was just such a i don't know it was just such a gut punch when i heard him say that pie in the sky when you die yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, a lot of people have covered this but it is kind of noteworthy syphilis cases uh oh, yeah. rising by 80 percent in the last five years that's pretty amazing and uh the rate of syphilis in the united states now is the highest it's been since 1950, 
1950, when people were afraid to sit on toilet seats. Well, we're back to that again. You know, it's funny. I talked to, I have this pal that we chat every now and then about, are we just becoming cranky old guys or are things palpably worse? And then you see an objective statistic like this and you, you have this feeling of like the little engine that could that got about halfway up the hill of progress and just started just sliding right back down again you know it's just like, nope we couldn't quite get to the summit could we more than uh, 207,000 cases were diagnosed in 2022 that's the last year the data is available before and that represents a 80 percent increase over 2018 wow and 17% over the previous year's tally and uh, the rate soared in every age group, and the saddest thing, of course, is congenital syphilis uh, was also on the rise. There were 3,700 cases of congenital syphilis, children who have syphilis from Aww. when they are born because, of course, of, of the mother having it. Uh, the, that's roughly 11 times the number recorded a decade ago. The disease also caused 231 stillbirths in the United States, and 51 infant deaths are directly traceable to syphilis. Um, it's been increasing in countries, uh, even in countries with national health care. Um, and part of the reason why is that uh, sexual health services remain inadequate relative to need pretty much everywhere. This according to Dr. Jay Varma, who's the chief medical officer uh, uh, and of uh, something called SEGA Technologies and the former deputy commissioner of health for uh, New York. He said this is particularly a problem in the United States. And in case you're wondering where this is happening... I mean, South Dakota had the highest rate of syphilis infection. Really? <laughs> South Dakota. So that's uh, this uh, 84 cases per 100,000 people. Um, so that's a pretty high number. It touches every community, but some, uh, some of course, bear the brunt more than others. Wow. So um, gonorrhea. Uh, chlamydia is the, the most uh, a common sexually transmitted disease, but the gonorrhea had been increasing steadily. After a historic low, but it appears to be in a decline now. So people uh, aren't getting gonorrhea at the same rate, but hmm. they're getting syphilis. So South Dakota. South Dakota, Boy, yeah. Talk about Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but you mentioned... They, they, have to, they have to like drive 500 miles know, to find somebody to have sex with. What's I the deal? I suppose at that point, it's like you're just in a hurry. It's like you don't want to <laughs> yeah. bother with a condom or anything. But, <laughs> Whatever. But um, you mentioned 1950 was like the yeah. last... Yeah. I, I, I wonder if that was... Um, maybe it's too far away, but if, if that was related to like the soldiers all coming home in oh, 1945. Course, sure. I mean, you know, yeah. it was five years, but maybe it, maybe there was a certain... Well, we have medications for these things now, too. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing that just absolutely freaks me out... And, uh, you know, the, the, the Spanish thinker, Ortega Gasset, in his book, The Revolt of the Masses, talks about this. We create a society for ourselves that hides, and, it's, and this is part of the idea, that hides the infrastructure of, of, of our relative leisure. So the reason why we don't all get diseases is because of generations of people inoculating their children and being careful about these things because these were real things at one time. And now we sort of apparently believe they just don't exist. Yeah. You know, we're not in our ambient. We don't know. We don't realize how much civilization has done to make things the way they are now. So we have no appreciation of how it can fall apart. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true in a lot of things. When I remember when Scott Walker was elected and uh, and people were, you know, state employees and yeah. were concerned yeah. and uh, and we were getting these emails from the the state employees union saying just relax it's not that big a deal he he would have to you know throw 
50, 60 years worth of precedent out. He'd have to ignore this. He'd have to decertify the union. He'd have to go through all those steps. So just, it's, you know, there's a lot of rumors going around. Don't worry, your pretty little head. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like, well, no, but they don't, you know. Yeah, that's, that's what they're doing, that's, yes. That stuff doesn't just exist right. in, you know, it's not a it's not a law of nature. Right, you know, yes, that, exactly. You know. That's exactly right. People yeah. mistake institutional facts, which are just very complicated set of agreements for some kind of, physical fact yeah. like you know a dollar bill is worth nothing it's only worth something because we all agree it's worth something mm. i mean i have a collection of old currency at home from countries that don't exist anymore it's like it's worth nothing except for the fact that it might be old whatever collectors yeah, pay sure, for it sure. but i mean yeah i mean all these institutional facts are not facts they're institutional facts they're yeah. complex layers of agreement and if we don't agree then it goes away kind of a house of cards when you you know you, i'd Really hate to think about it, but it's it's pretty, yeah, and that's pretty why, fragile. And I that's mean. why we have to convince ourselves that it is have, does have some objective reality. Because once you start pulling on that thread, it all does start to unravel. Yeah. And you don't want to think about that. Yeah. I want to think about the pig brain kept alive for five hours while, while separated from its body. Oh no, I don't uh, want to hear that. I didn't. That sounds awful. Oh. What is that pig thinking during that period of time? <laughs> Well, I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. That, o- <laughs> yeah. that Ozempic. The is, hard way. That Ozempic <laughs> kicks ass. Hey, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, uh, just uh, tangential, but I would think related. The CDC just warned this week of rise in plastic surgery deaths. Really? People are getting plastic surgery like crazy, especially the thing known as the Brazilian butt lift. Oh, yeah. And if you get the Brazilian butt lift, look out, because uh, you may not have a person who knows how to do that too well. And if you do, it's uh, it's about it involves injecting fat into your body. People want their butts to be more uh, more fulsome, I guess. Sure. And uh, there's a result. There's uh, reports of deaths in uh, dozens of cases. Ninety three Americans have died after cosmetic surgery uh, in the, the last decade or so. And uh, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's more than there need to be. And uh, the, they're worried that the number is going to rise with some of these things. Moving your fat around like liposuction, all that stuff is really dangerous. Yeah. Because you're taking big parts and suctioning them out of your body. <laughs> that can't possibly be good. <laughs> suctioning things out and, and injecting new things <laughs> in. I just I don't see how anybody... Bring the would... Eureka over here and we'll suck this out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Severe memory loss, akin to today's dementia, was extremely rare in ancient Greece and Rome, according to, to uh, studies. No cell phones. Yeah. Well, it's because they were all on the Mediterranean diet, I think. Oh, okay. is that the reason yeah. why? No, because they were, well, they didn't have cell phones, but they were all, they were more active, and, yeah. uh, and they did eat a healthier diet. And they had to remember things. Yeah, and you had to remember I mean, there are all those things you say when people do crossword puzzles and yeah. memory stuff, it, it helps. Well, that's it. We don't have to do that anymore, because yeah. now we've got something yeah. that doesn't do that, or like a lion would eat you or something. Yeah, like, exactly. You took a wrong turn. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Uh, uh, Probably not in Greece. Socrates complains about writing things down in the Platonic dialogues. He's kind of like, people are never going to remember anything it's so anymore. Lazy. You know? It's so lazy. <laughs> All they're doing is look at these, looking yeah, at this paper yeah. now. The tablets. Yeah, <laughs> look at those tab- tablets. <laughs> look up. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so what are we going to do with the crickets? They're actually not crickets. They're crickets. Crickets. I don't know. Maybe you should see if your dog would be interested in them. <laughs> A cat would probably play with him. So. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I had another story that um, um, 
being involved with music of some sort uh, is good for your brain, especially as you age, you know, yeah. playing an instrument or s- even singing and things yeah. like that. So, so If you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. That's, that's what they say. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Modern humans crossed the Alps into about forty-five thousand years ago. It's a lot earlier than than they had thought originally. Really? So, yeah. So. Had they invented the galoshes yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Lord, Lord helps those who help themselves. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and that old Marx Brothers line. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, so. Hey, I didn't mention this last week. Just really quickly, I want to yes. get in before the show's over. Arno Penzias died. He's the guy that confirmed the Big Bang Theory. Oh, cool. Yep. As, uh, and Penzias uh, shared one half of the 1978 Nobel Prize in Physics with a man by the name of Robert Woodrow Wilson for the discovery in 1964 of the cosmic microwave background radiation, which are the remnants of the explosion that gave birth to the universe 14 billion years ago. Wow. This explosion which is known as the Big Bang, or big to its friends, is now <laughs> widely accepted as the explanation for the origin of the universe. Wow, very, very cool. So he passed away. He was 90 years old. I'm always amazed. we got to get out of here pretty quick, but I'm always amazed at what scientists can discover from just little things like that. You know, there's this background radiation yeah. that was like, Probably, probably bothering them was probably yeah. showing up in Bell, instruments. No, it was Bell Labs. Bell it, Labs was, was like, like, we're like, trying to create s- uh, satellite communication devices. Here. And there's this static in the background. Yeah. What in the heck is it? Yeah. Or yeah. it's like the, 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 the red light shift. They yeah. learned so much from just yeah. that one little thing. So yeah. anyway, got to get out of here. Time to declare <laughs> the weekend. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Have some crickets. <laughs> Eat a lot of crickets. They're only four calories. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Stick around. The kiosk is next. After that, who cooks for you with the real Jaguar? And then after that, Democracy Now! Labor Radio, Blues Friday on my mind. All kinds of great stuff here on your favorite radio station. Pants, it was great to see you. You too. Have a good week, everybody. It is 2 o'clock. You're listening to WRT 89.9 FM, Madison.